0: Welcome to Plant Stories: the modern, the old, and the crazy in between. Mister Fact: Some Native American tribes associate the coneflower with elk and call it elk root, due to their belief that wounded elk seek them out as medicine. That one's a fact, and that takes us into today's episode, Echinacea. Echinacea, echinacea. It's a fun
1: name, Echinacea. It really is. We're confident in our pronunciation, too. Yes, because we've heard it (laughs) enough times. Mm -hmm. And oddly, like, it's way more fun to say Echinacea than it is to say Coneflower, which is its other most common name, probably. Mm Mm-hmm. But Echinacea consists of nine species throughout North America and there are three of those species primarily which are used for herbal purposes those being Echinacea purpurea, purpurea? see? Does that mean I got purple? the Echinacea. Yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. But it's spelled P-U-R-P P-U-R-E-A for some reason, I just can't do the er twice in a row. The per-per.
0: I, I don't got
1: it, yeah. The other one is Echinacea pallida and Echinacea angustifolia. Hmm.
0: Does that refer to, like, the shapes of the petals?
1: No, um, angustifolia <sighs> just means... Where it's grown. So like the North American version. It's kind of like. There's also a lavender. And So they're pretty similar. I don't know what palita means. I'll have to look it up sometime. I didn't. Not for this. <laughs> but. Um, they grow in. Open woods and glades. Or on the edges of fields. Some of them can survive in hard like hardier places like roadsides outcroppings but places you would see elk (laughs) (laughs) yes also they kind of just you know these are not difficult to grow plants that's good Uh, these are very common because they're just pretty easy going you know and They're characteristically kind of defined by this central cone that is surrounded by purple or lavender-colored petals. So, the actual color of the petals varies, but it's usually somewhere in that range. And then in the middle, you've got this, like, little cone. It's got, like, little pricklies, but, like, not spiky. You know, just prickly. And, uh, it's... Pretty sizable in comparison to the petals. So, you know, sometimes sometimes the center of a flower is, is itty-bitty. This is like a cone. It's pretty recognizable if you've never seen it before. And this cone is actually related to the name Echinacea. Because it comes from the Greek word echinos, Which means hedgehog. <laughs> a hedgehog flower, and uh, the plant was named by German botanist Conrad Moenk, which I'm pretty sure is how you say that. But Do you he named what's, it. What's his place of origin? Germany. He's a German botanist. Okay, okay. In a so I feel of like
0: influence here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it's why I'm pretty sure it is, but I also, am not going to lie, again, I didn't bother to look up the pronunciation before I started this. I probably should do start doing that. But the easiest to grow and most common Echinacea plant is the Echinacea purpurea, which can be grown from seeds and usually germinates within 30 days. So it's a pretty quick grower Uh, It can also be divided by dividing like root clumps and then replanting in the growing season, so like spring-fall. But it's pretty easy to grow from seed. It's pretty common to grow from seed. A lot of varieties that are greenhouse-grown are grown from seed. It likes well-drained soil and full sun, although it can also survive in dappled shade. So... Basically, put it anywhere and it'll probably be fine. I just looked up a picture
0: of it, and it, it is not at all what I was imagining. I was really, imagining it was like bundled like lavender, but these look more like daisies.
1: Yeah, yep, they're part of the same family as daisies. So the asteraceae family. Um. <laughs> um, but they're they're a cone like the the. Sp- Part in the middle is more pronounced than what you would see in like a daisy. Yes, flower.
0: Yes. It's always funny when you look it up and then you're like, "Oh, I totally recognize that."
1: <laughs> yeah, didn't realize that's what that was. Yep, and it's it's popular. It's easy to grow. Other varieties can be grown. I mean, they they're slightly more difficult than the uh, echinacea purpurea, but honestly mostly still pretty easy (laughs) Uh, especially if you're a gardener may have a little more trouble with it if it's your first time with plants but it was first and foremost a popular medicinal plant for many Native American tribes so it really doesn't come on to the radar of the larger western idea of medicine until the settlers came later on, uh, and found that a lot of Native American peoples were using this plant medicinally. So this is relatively
0: new to like the global knowledge.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, well, to yeah, to the global knowledge for sure. But it's definitely something that many different Native Americans—not in any way to lump them together—but it was a relatively populous. Plant throughout the United States, and so especially the different varieties were used um, by different Native American tribes for a lot of similar and slightly different purposes. Um, and it's probably one of the most widely used herbs, you know, during that time. It's it was a pretty big plant, and. Even now, it's actually grown throughout the world in greenhouses and plantations. Pretty much all the echinacea that's grown outside of the United States is the echinacea purpurea. But it is a pretty wide, widespread use. It's one of the herbs that's actually the most well-studied in herbal medicine and i would say that part of that is because echinacea became one of the most popular medicinal plants used by a very specific branch of botanical and physical therapy based medicinal practices called eclectic medicine that was practiced in the late 19th and early 20th centuries and so they did partially take some of the medical knowledge from native americans and apply it to eclectic medicine in general echinacea being one of those things Uh, this branch of medicine is now considered you know quote extinct although you know we have a lot of record of it and you can find some traces of eclectic medicine in other branches of you know herbal based medicinal practices so they were able to find and promote some things that were used and still are used, but probably one of the biggest things is echinacea. And so in the 1880s, a preparation called Myers Blood Purifier was introduced to the market, and it was this echinacea uh, tincture that was supposed to help with rheumatism neuralgia and rattlesnake bites which feels like a weird combination of things sounds like a very regional market (laughs) right this is a very specific area and it's believed at the beginning of the 20th century echinacea preparations in general were the most popular plant preparations in the u.s but then as eclectic medicine died out the interest in the herb in the United States kind of also started to wane. And it really didn't regain popularity here until interest in herbal medicine revived later on in the 1970s and 1980s. So we kind of let it fall to the wayside for a while. But the kind of interesting thing is that as we were kind of starting to ignore this herbal medicine which really partially happened because of you know discoveries that had to do with like antibiotics and things like that Mm -hmm. that makes sense um cultivation of the echinacea plant began in germany so that started in 1939 and actually moved to some other parts of europe as well so about 10 years later it moved over to switzerland and in germany uh dirt Since that time, it's been one of the most highly prescribed herbs as well. So there are also some kind of magical properties that are associated with echinacea. Oh, nice. I love these. Yeah. If you're into that, um, and they include providing inner strength and prosperity. And they are related to the astrological sign Scorpio. And the planet Mars. So that's me. That is also me. I know. (laughs) And it's also thought just in general that as far as a symbol goes, because some people do use echinacea flowers and things like cut flowers, uh, the planet is thought to symbolize health and strength, which makes sense because this was, you know, a big health-focused kind of plant for a long time. I would say most popular extraction teas from the echinacea plant have been used to treat the common cold. So even now, I think it's really something that people recommend for colds. And so there were lots of different Native American tribes that have been using this for similar things before. So the Choctaws and the Kiwa used the plant to treat coughs, the Comanche for sore throats, the Crows, you know, more generally for colds. There were, and this is definitely not an exhausted list, exhaustive list by far, uh, but some examples of other uses by other native american communities include the blackfoot and the cheyenne who used it to treat sore mouths and gums so they would have you chew on the roots or chew on the leaves this is one of the plants that in herbal medicine is used in its entirety so from root to flower to leaf to stem all of that can be used Uh, The Suics who use the plant juices as part of a rabies bite treatment or for wounds that seem to have gotten kind of like petrified uh, they would use kind of the juice from the plant in the treatment to try and treat those wounds. And the Lakotas use the plant to settle the stomach. So just for like general stomach aches or stomach upset and it's believed at the time that i found this article was written that i took this information from uh which was 2012 that it was still being harvested for use on lakota reservations for this purpose nice yeah so it held a lot of significance to native american people and their cultures and continues even um, to be something that they use for medicinal purposes i did see some things that said they use it for some spiritual purposes i didn't see a lot of specifics about that but i imagine that it's also important to have some reverence for a plant that's so helpful yeah that sounds right Yeah. And so one of the primary benefits of this plant is just that it has this incredible ability to help boost the immune system. So overuse can sometimes cause like nausea or dizziness, but it has been found to help stimulate the production of leukocytes or white blood cells that fight infection in the body. And it has been proven that it does this it also has a mild antibiotic effect so protecting from bacteria viruses and fungi and while no definitive claims for this have been made the plant has been a focus especially with everything going on with covid19 in more recent studies to help affect you know, the outcome of SARS viruses. So, you know, up, acute upper respiratory infections, current research suggests it might decrease the duration and severity of some of these uh, infections and their accompanying symptoms. There's no evidence that it does that 100%. All Some studies are still going on. But early findings seem positive that at least As far as general acute upper respiratory infections go, echinacea can be really helpful for those. Externally, it can be applied to help poorly healing wounds or inflammatory conditions such as ulcers or skin lesions. And internally, it can be used to treat the pain from headaches, you know, stomach aches, coughs. All good for all of those things. Some people have found that it helps HIV patients with chronic fatigue and also possibly reducing some of the opportunistic infections that might occur. In combination with St. John's wort, it's been used as a solve and it seems to help with scarring from surgeries. Wow,
0: it seems to have a pretty good wide variety.
1: Yeah, it definitely has a lot of positive benefits. And even with all of these positive benefits, kind of one of the nicest things about it is it doesn't really have that many adverse effects. So like I said, if you overindulge in it, you could definitely suffer from, you know, some nausea or dizz- dizziness or maybe some upset stomach, maybe a rash if you happen to be allergic to daisies or other members of the Asteraceae family. Mm. But for the most part if you ingested this and you weren't sick probably nothing would happen to you you'd probably be fine right and so in that way it's really a positive plant and I think a very commonly advised home remedy because the worst thing that's going to happen is nothing really or maybe like you get a little bit of a stomach upset Unless you're, like, deathly allergic to daisies, in which case I would really (laughs) recommend staying away from this. But, you know, for the most part. It's also important to note that if you were to use echinacea as an herbal remedy of some kind, the effects are relatively short-lived. So if you're drinking the tea to treat cold or flu symptoms... It's best to drink the tea every few hours to ensure that the effects don't dwindle too much. And you're able to kind of keep your immune system up for a while to make sure that you're kind of getting those symptoms as they come. Good advice. According to what I've seen. Again, I'm not a doctor. I feel like I just need to say that every episode. Not a doctor. (laughs) I take no responsibility for what you choose to do with your health. I think you've made yourself legally safe. (laughs) I hope so. Cross my fingers. Knock on wood. So what's your mini tip? My mini tip is that because Echinacea stimulates the immune system, you don't necessarily want to take it every day. But you should take it instead for acute infections. So most effective, especially if you were using it for something like chronic fatigue, would be, you know, once you hit a point where you're really feeling it, you want to use it for about a week and then take a break if you still need it. Uh, There's a remedy for the common cold that's like two parts echinacea root, one part hysop, one part peppermint leaf, and one part thyme. And then you steep two tablespoons in two cups of boiling water for 15 minutes and then strain and drink it. And then you drink three cups a day while you're experiencing the cold symptoms, a couple hours apart from each other, so that you kind of bring up the immune system, you know, help yourself throughout the day. I should also mention that you should avoid Hysop if you are pregnant. What is Hysop? It is another healing herb it's a more medicinal herb but okay. it's um, got cute little purple flowers on it it's <laughs> so in the mint family <laughs> yeah.
0: I almost want to make this just because I'm so unsure about how what tastes would like
1: what flavors would come through uh, probably mint mostly and then the echinacea But you can buy Echinacea tea or something, too. Um, I always recommend if you are buying Echinacea as like a pill form, a lot of times you'll see in pill form that it will, you know, just say like Echinacea in general, but when you read it more closely, it will tell you that it uses a lot of the root and not that you can't ingest the root but especially if you're taking it internally the root is like the least potent part of the plant Mm. so that's why you gotta read those labels so preference on the
0: flower and stem
1: or just grow it yourself man you can easily grow it this (laughs) is a windowsill plant i love it it's so cute although it does get kind of tall So backyard plant. You know what I mean? (laughs) But. That's my tip for today. Can can try that. I say with semi-confidence. I found that recipe in a National Geographic book on medicinal herbs. So I feel like it should be okay. If National Geographic can say it. And I can credit them for it. Then it's their fault. (laughs)
0: Can you post the specs in one of our social media posts so that I can have it written down? (laughs) Yes, I will do that. Cool. (laughs) Well, congratulations on another season of Plant Stories. This was a lovely season finale.
1: Yeah, I don't think we said that before, but season finale, y'all. Because (laughs) We decided that whenever I randomly want to change topics, we just make a new season, and so this next season is going to be on our BFF alcohol. Yes! Alcohol! (laughs) It's made of a surprising amount of plants. It really is. (laughs) Bless you, plants, for taking away my troubles for a few hours, and then leaving me with a terrible headache. (laughs) Not all of them.
0: All of them. but i am really looking forward to our next season uh do you want to tell them what our next episode is going to be our next episode is going to be
1: our holiday christmas alcohol episode exactly it's that time so it's going to be on egg now which is a traditional drink I, I think it's technically directly related to Yule, actually. But, but I don't know, because that's what I'm going to find out for you before the <laughs> next time that we do this episode. So. And
0: we should probably make some for ourselves. That's a good idea.
1: Yeah, I'm going to make <laughs> some and have it ready for the episode so that I'm actively drinking it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, that's
0: actually a great idea. Since it'll be alcohol stuff, we'll have a little like moment where we go to the bar. Wink <laughs> wink.
1: <laughs> yep, we're gonna be like dink 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 Here's you hear some hear some glasses clinking. Mm-hmm. This is casual, y'all.
0: <laughs> and we can share what um recipes we each did. We can do different ones.
1: Okay, well I'm not I don't know if I'm gonna go into enough debt. I'm probably just gonna pick one like the day before, but okay. <laughs> Well, I, thought, I think I thought you already picked the one that you were gonna do. I took a picture of what I needed, ingredients wise, but I mm-hmm. can't say that I necessarily already remember what that was. So,
0: oh, that's fine. We're gonna have to make it. So we're gonna use some kind of specs. We can just share, Keep tasting notes.
1: It'll be good. One day, Chris and I will get to record in the same room together again. So,
0: yeah, I forgot. I forget what that's like. <laughs>
1: And then maybe, maybe. For like the last episode of this alcohol thing, we'll get to sit next to each other, and clink glasses, clink real
0: glasses. (laughs) That's a great goal. That's what we're hoping for. That's right. That sounds great. Well, thank you all for joining us on our season finale, and join us next week for some fun seasonal. beverage slash plant knowledge. (laughs) Bye.